Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach to Care It Out and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and big welcome to The Sleep Show. This is your host, Kerry Secker, and today I am going to be talking about a very common sleep subject, um, small naps or short naps, aka sleep snacking. So how can I extend my small's naps or how can I get my small to nap for longer are two questions I get asked a lot. I probably get asked this at least on the daily. So I thought delving into this a little deeper and answering these frequently asked questions for you would be super useful for lots and lots of you. Well, that's the plan anyway. There's lots and lots of pressure to get your small to take naps and nap for a good length of time. And I know I probably don't help this because I most certainly talk about naps um, for a fair bit. Again, on the daily, I'm talking about this. But like most things on my sleep approach, I don't believe there's a one size fits all schedule when it comes to taking naps and the nap length. Every small is different and therefore has different nap needs. And I know there's lots and lots of guides out there, and these can be super useful, that detail how long they should nap for, but they are just that, a guide, and they are in no way gospel. They don't know you, they don't know your baby, and you are your little one's expert. I don't believe that by a set age, they should nap for an X amount of time. And actually, I often find these wildly unrealistic. Some smalls will take long naps from an early age, which is great. We don't need to do anything about that. That's very natural too. Um, But some won't, and that's the majority. And it's so easy to think or feel your babe must be broken or you're doing something wrong, and therefore it needs fixing. However, the reality is short naps, aka sleep snacks, can be natural, age-appropriate, and just what your small biologically needs at that time and in that moment. Therefore, my approach doesn't set any set or minimum nap lengths. Instead, it goes with your small's individual nap needs. After all, they don't come with a manual. They are the manual, aka the bed boss. Now, whilst short naps are natural, I've just talked you through that, sometimes your small may take a nap shorter than 30 minutes, or what I call a sleep snack. And sleep snacking is really, really common. Um, I see it all the time. If your little one is sleep snacking, you're not doing anything wrong. Your little one isn't broken. Um, but here's five sleep suggestions that could help. So number one, are the sleep snacks age appropriate? So short, short naps of 30, less than 30 minutes or so before six and a half months can be very age appropriate. And this is because their circadian rhythm or their sleep system hasn't yet fully developed. And short, frequent naps on rinse and repeat are 100% knackering, not that you need me to tell you that, but are 100% natural. And the majority of smalls will start to consolidate their naps and sleep for longer at around six to seven months-ish. But some never do it, and it doesn't mean there's something wrong or we need to fix it. If your small is 
napping during the day, going to bed smoothly and is settled ish at night time, there's a strong chance that they are getting the naps that they need. Are they overtired? Number two, are they overtired? The most common cause of short naps is your small is overtired. The more overtired your small gets, the more cortisol they produce, aka baby Red Bull. And it seems so, so logical that if they were exhausted, that they'd fall asleep smoothly and stay asleep for a good chunk of time. But it's actually the opposite. An overtired small can really resist going down for a nap and wake up after a short amount of time. The easiest way to prevent this is by following an age-appropriate nap gaps, all of which I've outlined in my free video. And what I'll do is I'll pop the link to this in the show details for you. Three, are they undertired? <laughs> now, I know that I've just whistled on about how, how overtiredness can cause short naps, but just to add to the total confusion, too short a nap gap um, or time between um, the time that they're awake for can also lead to short naps. Um, and it can be such a bed balance, can't it, for some smalls? And this is because if the nap gap is too small or the wake window, the amount of time that they've been awake between the nap is too small and they've not had enough awake time or activity, they may take a shorter nap. And this is because they've not built up enough tide in their tank, or what I like to call peak pressure. They'll be tired enough perhaps to go down for a nap, but not tired enough to sleep for a really good chunk of time. My sleep suggestion would be, this can be tricky to kind of move forward from, um, but my sleep suggestion would be to rule out overtiredness first. So if your little one is doing um, short naps first, check the nap gaps and check overtiredness first. Like I've said, I'm going to pop that link in the show notes for you. And then if that doesn't help, then I would suggest slowly increasing their nap gap or wait window to see if that helps. I really hope it does. Number four are they getting sleep space to resettle? So no one, none of us really sleep in great chunks without waking up and checking in on themselves. And your small is exactly the same. I call these change checks and it's a safety system we've got in place to make sure we're safe whilst we've switched off and we are vulnerable. So it is very natural for your small to stir, open their eyes, wake up or call out during their nap. But it doesn't always mean that they're asking for your support or a sign they're actually ready to end their nap and my one really big sleep suggestion would be that if your small is napping and wakes up but they're not crying or emotionally uneasy then I would try and respect their sleep space and give them a little bit of time to see if they settle back to sleep it's if they're not asking for support and they see you it's very very likely that they'll want to play and if they're crying, again, it doesn't always mean that they're ready to wake and trying to resettle them for a bit could also help get them back to nap. Number five, are they falling asleep where they wake up? It's rare for this to actually happen, but for some smalls, if they wake up from a nap in a totally different place to where they fell asleep, this can actually cut the nap short. Um, and it comes back to the change checks that I just talked about. Um, we do this while sleeping. Um, and it's the same for naps. So for example, if your little one falls asleep in the car, but then wakes up in the house or falls asleep on you, but wakes up in a bed, they realize there's a change and this change could compromise their safety. I know that sounds really super drastic and it can wake them up. And once they've had a nap, even if it's just a 
five, 10, 15 minute mini sleep snack, it takes the edge off of their tiredness and it makes it very difficult for them to actually get back to sleep. This is really important for naps because they naturally have less sleep hormone, melatonin in them during the day. And my sleep suggestion would be if where you can, try to keep their peak place consistent for the whole nap. And lastly, from my experience, which is the only thing I can talk from, I so very rarely look at pushing independent sleep for naps. And in fact, I actually can't remember the last time I, I did do this. And this is because it's so unlikely to be cause of this. It's uh, it's so unlikely to be the cause of the sleep snacking, <clears throat> and it's often harder to make changes to how they nap due to the light melatonin levels during the day. If you would like to look at changing how your small goes down for a nap, I suggest practicing at bedtime first, and then start practicing at their first nap of the day because this is this is usually the easiest nap to um, try something new and get them down for. I really, really hope you found that useful and reassuring. Don't forget to check the show notes for the, my free nap gut guide um, that I mentioned in one of the five sleep suggestions. I can't remember which one it was now. Um, and I will be continuing the conversation over Instagram and I'll pop that in the, the show notes too. Sending you lots of love and sleep solidarity. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit fun. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks' time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle you can find me over on Instagram at Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.